Welcome back to today in John Wesley's journal for January 25th, 1736. But before we get to John Wesley's journal, let's look at some other things that happened on this day in church history. Florence Litim Oy is ordained on this day in 1944. She is the first woman to become a priest in the Anglican Communion. Bishop Walter Lifa Mochachko of the African Church died in South Africa on this day in 1959. He was an outspoken critic of the systematic racism found in the church. And yesterday, the 24th, in 1539, Belgium mandates against the Mennonites because of their Anabaptist beliefs. On January the 24th, 1844, Fanny Crosby participates in a concert presented to the U.S. Congress. She takes the opportunity to call for the construction of institutes for the blind in every state. As we've mentioned before, she would become one of our most important hymn writers. Here's the text of her hymn, Close to Thee. Thou my everlasting portion, more than friend or life to me, all along my pilgrim journey, Savior, let me walk with thee. Not for ease or worldly pleasure, nor for fame my prayer shall be. Gladly will I toil and suffer, only let me walk with thee. Lead me through the veil of shadows, bear me o'er life's fitful seas, then the gate of life eternal, may I enter, Lord, with thee. And on the 24th of January, 2006, unknown gunmen kill Anglican pastor Elijah Yisa. He was especially known for his outreach to Nigeria's Muslim community. And now John Wesley's journal for today, January 25th, 1736. At noon, our third storm began. At four, it was more violent than before. Now indeed we could say, the waves of the sea were mighty and raged horribly. They rose up to the heavens above and clave down to the hell beneath. The winds roared round about us and what I never heard before whistled as distinctly as if it had been a human voice. The ship not only rocked to and fro with the utmost violence, but shook and jarred with so unequal grating emotion that one could not but with great difficulty keep one's hold of anything, nor stand a moment without it. Every ten minutes came a shock against the stern or side of the ship, which one would think should dash the planks in pieces. At this time a child, privately baptized before, was brought to be received into the church. It put me in mind of Jeremiah's buying the field, when the Chaldeans were on the point of destroying Jerusalem, and seemed a pledge of the mercy of God designed to show us even in the land of the living. We spent two or three hours after prayers in conversing suitably to the occasion, confirming one another in a calm submission to the wise, holy, gracious will of God, and now a storm did not appear so ter to terrible as before. Blessed be the God of all consolation. At seven I went to the Germans. I had long before observed the great seriousness of their behavior. Of their humility they had given a continual proof by performing those servile offices for the other passengers which none of the English would undertake, for which they desired and would receive no pay, saying, It was good for their proud hearts, and their loving Savior had done more for them, and every day had given them occasion of showing 
a meekness which no injury could move. If they were pushed, struck, or thrown down, they rose again and went away, but no complaint was found in their mouth. There was now an opportunity of trying whether they were delivered from the spirit of fear as well from that of pride, anger, and revenge. In the midst of the psalm wherewith their service began, the sea broke over, split the mainsail in pieces, and covered the ship, and poured in between the decks, as if the great deep had already swallowed us up. A terrible screaming began among the English. The Germans calmly sung on. I asked one of them afterwards, Was you not afraid? He answered, I thank God, no. I asked, But were not your women and children afraid? He replied mildly, No, our women and children are not afraid to die. From them I went to their crying, trembling neighbors, and pointed out to them the difference in the hour of trial between him that feareth God and him that feareth him not. At twelve the wind fell. This was the most glorious day which I have hitherto seen. And now we return to our time, but we will be back on the 26th for another entry in John Wesley's journal. Have a good day.